and some of you guys have seen this, is it has Jesus here on this side, right? And it has this guy who we're called the Peter. And the guy's like, Jesus, why are you giving your work battles, right? And Jesus is like, you literally just have to put your money in. <laughs> or in one of those pieces, like, you just need to go out stuff, right? Because we think that we're, like, facing all these, like, terrible spiritual difficulties and presentations, when in reality, we haven't even started to work yet, right? We haven't even disengaged from our day-to-day sin, frankly, or our day-to-day life of distraction and inconvenience. So, to do the spiritual work of men, requires us to follow the Holy Spirit out into the wilderness through fasting and through prayer so that we can even get to a place where we're going to do some of the spiritual work of temptation. Does that make sense? The second thing we see is this idea of the wilderness. Mark 1 13, it says, And he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by faith. So first of all, 40 days. Does that sound familiar? How many days did that in life? 40 days, first night, right? 40 days plus Sunday. Uh, can anybody give me, uh, this is unrelated, but this is good Bible test. Can anybody give me another 40 days this is morning? What? Good. Another one. Moses goes on a mountain of God, the seat of all, and there's 40 days for God. So there's a theme of encounter with God spiritual significance that happens in 40 days. We're on that same journey. That's the idea of life, right? That we're living the same journey through these 40 days. We're to go out into the wilderness and we're going to experience the same journey. And so Jesus, in his humanity, faces every temptation that we face. And I want to stress this for just a second because sometimes we don't take the temptation of Jesus seriously because we're like, well, of course he's God. He's got a need. He doesn't know what it's like to be me. He can never understand how hard it happens. And uh, I would speak whenever I read about this, I pray about this. There's a quote from C.S. Lewis. You guys know C.S. Lewis, and I love it. C.S. Lewis says that Jesus Christ is the only person that actually understands temptation because he's the only person that takes the fullness of temptation without getting into it. Like, we face this much temptation, like, I can't do it anymore. Right? Like, I'm hungry for five minutes. I could have passed up on the case. Right? Whatever. And so, Jesus is the only person who understands temptation because he faced everything that the demonic had to offer and resisted. And so, the idea, of course, is that we are to diminish that. And the scripture gives us these uh, three categories of sin that we face, right? The world, the flesh, and the devil. Now, if you're like me, I am always threatening, some of you know this, to quit everything and move to a cave. That's what I'm going to do. Someday, if you don't hear from me, I just disappear. I'm going to change somewhere, saying my prayers. And part of the reason that, for that, though, is I, get stuck. I think the problem I have is I think that my sin comes from out there. You know, it's the world that's my problem. But that's actually not true, right? The temptation for us is to think that, you know, if these guys would stop bothering me, I wouldn't be a sinner. If you all were better people, right, and you get a ball with it, then I wouldn't be a sinner, right? That's how it is. 
if my spouse is nicer or my co-worker is nicer or things were a little easier or I had a little more money, well, then I would be, of course, I would be saying, if my circumstances were different, right? That's actually a lie. In fact, I would argue that the world is the least of our problems when it comes to sin. So the world is that stuff that's out there. The flesh is the stuff that's within us. That's where the real battle is. And then the devil, of course, the spiritual reality is that we have had two faiths that oppose us and try to lead us away from God. And so, when I think about this, I think of the story of St. Anthony. I know some of you may know the story of St. Anthony. So, St. Anthony of the Desert, he's called the father of all monks. And I love St. Anthony's story. So, St. Anthony lived in around uh, the 350s, he died, okay? And he is the founder of Christian monasticism, essentially. And St. Anthony hears the gospel in church. The gospel message from Matthew 19 and Rich Young Ruler where Jesus tells him, if you want to be perfect, what do you do? Does anyone remember? Good job, get it off and sell all you have. Right? Come follow me. So then Anthony for nothing, great idea. He sells all he has, and he, he, he goes, he lives as a monk in the desert, and, and it's awesome. It works. All of a sudden, he has no problem. And he's a saint. No, that's a lot. That's not how the story is at all. Okay? So he sells all he has. He goes out to the desert, and what does he discover? He discovers that every sin imaginable goes out with him in the desert. Because the sin was not in the world, the sin was within himself. Right? And there's some great pictures of. Um, there's a great art, a temptation of St. Anthony, you can do it. And it's human, sorry. And uh, they're being assaulted by the divine. And so St. Anthony is in the desert, doing battle with the demise to cleanse himself and put, himself, put to death all that is sinful within him. This is the point that the real birth of rent comes when we go to the Lord to work on what is going on inside us. To where we stop focusing on our neighbor, or our spouse, or our children, or whoever we think it is that is our sin problem. Right? Anybody ever take a Bible in the church? <laughs> because, you know, the person in the car next to you, there is a sin problem. Right? And so, when is about doing the work inside of us to purify ourselves? To put together within us that which is sin. And in order to do that, we have to give up the idea that sin is only what is out there, and sin is only the person next to you. And sin is within you. And I have to put it together. And so the church gives us during the end of the scriptures and prayer and sins and fasting, and so that we can do that work to draw near to Christ. So that we journey with him to the death, burial, and resurrection, so that we can rise with him on the earth, rise with him. And this is where the real spirit of work begins. There's only one thing I want to say, except just know this 
This is what I want you to do here tonight. I want you to apply it to a demon and put to death what's in your flesh. That's the goal. Forget all the nice stuff, you know, get some chocolate. That's fun. You can get enough chocolate to do that. But the real work of Lent is putting to death and the demon. It's finding the demon that approach that's the reality of the question. There's only one other question I'll make on this uh, scripture passage that I find to be beautiful. Mark 1.13 is that to the angels were ministering to him. So what I want to say about that is that often, you know, at work, I don't care if I have more spiritual conversations at work than I have in the church and asking questions about all kinds of stuff that they want to and you know, often school will say, well, don't complain that they don't experience God in their life, they don't see God, and they don't have a lot of experience God in their life. But when you ask them about their life, they're not engaging spiritually with God at all, right? And so the point is, Jesus goes to the desert. In the wilderness, he faces temptation. He would face that temptation, and he would not have been with him. And the reason that they were with him is, because they're taking the back of this up. And the point I'm telling you is, if you want to experience spiritual grace in your life, if you want to experience the supernatural, then you have to put yourself into that world. Because you simultaneously exist in two different realities at the same time, and you can choose which way you want to live. You can live in the base material reality of the world, or you can live in the supernatural, sacramental, Spiritual power of Jesus Christ. And if you live in that way, and you engage that act, and you do the prayer, and you do the fasting, and you receive the sacrament, and you put to death your flesh, and you fight the demons, the angels of God will be you. You will experience the spirit of the Lord in your life,